We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Make sure you check them out this upcoming Sunday. They've got their baller contest back, $10 entry, $350,000 prize pool, and a nice 10% to first place. Great payout structure. And as always, make sure you enter their Yahoo Cup, now available for both NFL and NBA. And in NFL, of course, you set the perfect lineup, you can win $1 million. Only over on Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grade Fantasy Football Podcast, Roto Grinders Fantasy Football Podcast crossover show. You probably know this as the Gilcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by my buddies, Nate Noling, Sammy Reed, uh, our fishy friends. Again, bad news. Another another winning week for uh, for your your fishy friends. Although I will say, my cash team. Not super good. I certainly I didn't get I didn't sweep in cash this week, but made it back with a couple good tournament scores. Nate, how are you doing, my man? Doing all right. I actually had a decent cash and tournament week, which normally doesn't happen for me. Played so. played three running backs. I heard. Uh, yeah, this week was a week where the running back value was. Uh, you didn't you didn't think about going like Haller and Hawkinson or, or Waller and Hawkinson just to get uh, that double tight end exposure. No, I'm I'm able to adjust my uh, adjust my reasoning based on the slate and the values, and not have these rigid roster rules when it comes to construction. So, ah, mm, interesting. Uh, how do you how do you feel about that uh, about that, Sammy? Uh, I feel like I'm disappointed. I, I feel like we shamed Nate into not playing four wide receivers this week. No, yeah, it feels it was, like he would have tried to get like uh, like Kirk and Fitzgerald or or or, or Paul Richardson and Trey Quinn or something. No, 100%. it was the fact that Gallman and Carrion were two incredible values. I will say this though, Gallman not as owned as I thought he. I thought this was going to be like a ninety percent play, not like a seventy percent play. He was under thirty percent in the big five dollar double up. I don't understand. Uh, when yeah. you got to the, I, I always look at the twenty fives, like the massive twenty fives. He was like forty in that, right? He's like forty one. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's interesting. I was telling you guys right before we started, like it, it was really one of those things where like double ups where Gallman was under fifty percent owned. I cashed those ones where he was not. I did not cash those because the rest of my team 
I'll be honest. This was not like, uh, well, wait, you know, just, it just, I don't think that this was my, mm, was this my best effort? Davis was the totem pole again. Yeah. This is yeah. Like four weeks I, so I scored, I scored 141. You scored 151. Sammy, what did you score? Uh, 174.5. Jeez. I kind of forgot. You played, you played, you didn't play Keenan Allen though. So you're at, you have gills. No, I, I don't have gills. In fact, in fact, I had zero percent Keenan Allen on the entire slate. And well, that that I think was fine. I I have zero umbrage with not playing Keenan Allen in tournaments at like absolutely absurd ownership. I think that's fine. I don't take any issue with that. And, 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 and frankly, for me in cash, it was just like I going into the week. I mean, literally by Wednesday, I knew I was playing McCaffrey, Eckler, and Gallman, and that just wasn't changing. And so. It was really just a matter of saying, I'm going to prioritize having this running back core over Keenan Allen in a game script where the, the Chargers rated to smash and he probably wouldn't get those 10 plus targets. And, and lo and behold, that's what happened. All right. Uh, quarterback, we all, sure. did, we all play, did, did we all play Danny Dimes? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I actually think we ran extremely bad with him. So I, I think the, the interceptions are whatever. Like, uh, he's a rookie quarterback and he's, he makes, even when he like, he makes questionable decisions. That's just something that exists about him. But, uh, they they did not, you, you would not project the New York Giants to be in a game script where they don't have to pass in the second half at all. Like this is a bad, bad, bad football team. And, uh, you know, the Washington Giants are only like one standard deviation worse than them. So I I think we kind of ran bad only getting, uh, you know, basically one half of Daniel Jones trying. Kind of, kind of, but we all played Wayne Gallman too, right? Yeah. 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 So like take Jones and Gallman together and they scored like 43 points. Um, I think that was a reasonable expectation for like the pairing. Like if you're going to mash the New York Giants, like key offensive players, um, that's a scary proposition, and I think it worked out fine. Yeah, but, Gall- uh, but basically what ended up happening is is Jones was like the worst GPP slate of the day, like super low score, super chalky. The options you paired him with, like the, the stock options or the, the stack options were chalky, and the bring back options in tournaments, every single one of them was horrible. So like mm-hmm. he, if Daniel Jones was in your, your tournament build, that killed 25% of your lineups just right off the bat. Yeah, but in cash um, games, I think in cash games, I think when you look at like the Jones Gallman combination, like if if Jones would have put up twenty six and Gallman would have put up sixteen, you would have been happy at the end of the week. Yeah. And I mean, it is it is worth mentioning Russell Wilson fourteen point three DraftKings points, Daniel Jones fourteen point three DraftKings points. I just I thought that was so fascinating that the the two chalkiest options at the position literally scored the exact same amount of fantasy points. Like I just I thought that's one of those things we'll never see again, I think. That that was fun, but think it I mean it wasn't besides the Rams game where where Goff and uh and Jameis went off. There wasn't a lot of quarterback matching at all anywhere. Like Deshaun Watson wasn't great. Mahomes wasn't great. Uh, a lot Stafford, of the guys, Stafford was the masher, and and he was like three percent owned and stuff, which was yeah. even an early only. My my best team that I showed you guys that I was sweating was the Stafford Kenny G team, and he was three percent owned and early only, which you you like never see stuff like that. Which people were just worried about him being hurt. Stafford and Lamar were the only two that had like above above projection quarterback. They, they were probably also worried about him sucking. Um, in fairness to Stafford. Uh, I mean, Stafford, Stafford's been spot, extremely good this year. Yeah. In this spot, I didn't, I actually had some Stafford GPP teams as well. In this spot, I think Stafford was, was fine. GPP play. You guys are fish. You think, you don't think Stafford was a good GPP play? I mean, he, he was fine. Like every, you can make a case for anybody in GPPs if you want to. So no, sure. I, I don't, I don't think that's true. I don't think you can make a case for anyone. I think you should be trying to make cases. Like I think good tournament players make cases against guys to try and limit their pool as much as possible. But I, I thought Stafford with the team total and what we've seen quarterbacks do against Kansas city thus far was really good. He's like second in air yards on the year, Sammy. And he was in a spot where he was going to have a ton of volume in this. So like, even if you don't think he's going to be super efficient, which is what you get with guys like Jameis and you play them, it's not because you expect them to have the most – I don't want like my high efficiency passers like all the time in tournaments. I'm looking for – Whatever, Stafford's ass. Let's move on. 
Uh, well, I mean, that is, that is definitely true. I just disagree. No, no. I mean, he's literally the second highest air yards on the season through four games. He's, he's, he's got, having, he is having the most efficient season of his career. So I guess if you, if you want to think about it that way, and you that is true. But the uh, volume, he's throwing – He's got an eight out of five. <laughs> Sammy's tilting. Uh, did we all tilted? You didn't look at Detroit enough. Did we all? We we did not all three play the same running back. So so we did all agree. Gallman was like a lock, right? Like best play of the slate. Yeah, I thought Gallman was frankly better than Carryon, and I know Carryon was a, a really good value, and I know he's popping in projection models. I was I had misgivings about his passing game volume. And that's really what you want out of your low price running backs. And I've just thought Gallman had better passing game chops than uh than than Carrion did. And I think that bore out. So I didn't think spending the extra eight hundred, like there was a case for doing both of them, uh, but then you go Keenan Allen. I, I just didn't choose that route, but I thought that Gallman was like just better than Carrion flat out. Gallman yeah. was the best running back play by far. And I think if you yeah, did Gallman, you should evaluate your process. Yeah, I locked him in the early only slate, and I played him at, I think, like 55% in main and put him in all my hand-built lineups, and he was, again, like the first guy in cash. I think I think this actually belies something that people are pretty bad at, which is they still really do think running backs matter. So they think they look at the New York Giants offense, and they're like, oh, well, Gallman's not going to be as good as Barkley, so his usage isn't going to be as good. But, like, if you knew you were getting Barkley's touches, which was pretty much exactly what he got, he got Barkley's touches. and For half he, the price. Yeah. Half. And he's not going to get half the points. That's just – it's it's just hashtag math, you know. It's just it's just people are like people are bad. Like that's that's really all it is. And whatever he costs next week, I'm sure it's like way more. And I'm sure he's going to be way more owned. And then that'll be a discuss. Like you know, I, I don't even know what his price is, but if he's sixty five hundred or whatever, that's going to be a different conversation because you know he is not as good of a player and doesn't create value on his own. But uh, we also all played Eckler, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh so, yeah, and but and people was, people were trying to talk themselves off of Eckler all week. That's wild. That's just sheer sheer buffoonery and insanity. And <laughs> before no, Jackson it, was out, before Jackson was out, when there when there was uncertainty of Melvin Gordon like role, I do think there was reason to not. Yeah, I agree. A for I do think Sammy, like you being locked on him all week before the news came out of like just like shows how sharp I am. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, J- Justin Jackson was taking away all the red zone work, uh, like all the, all the red zone rushing work. So it was a real thing, and and I mean, Tremaine Pope did actually score the first running back touchdown first of this game. Touchdown. So that uh, that could have been that could have led to because because not only that, like obviously we all played Eckler in tournaments and stuff too, so. It, it just would have been – it would have been an unkind situation had this been the Tremaine Pope game. I mean, no just, other just, running back you pay 8 plus four that has shared responsibility. Like, if you're paying 8K for a Christian McCaffrey, you don't want to see th- two other running backs behind him that are going to get significant workload. And until you knew what, hap- what was happening with Gordon and Jackson, you could not have paid up 8K for him in cash. Well, they, this, this Gallman price, bro. What is it? It's it's five point nine, right? Oh, geez. it's five point four. But they play at home to the Vikings. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay. Well, defenses don't matter. So, I'm defenses. Defenses matter a little bit in terms of rushing efficiency, but he just had a seven target game, so still going to be a play. Uh, where we diverge, though, was Sammy made an interesting decision at wide receiver, uh, but. We also both played Christian McCaffrey, who got 37 touches of the football in this game and <laughs> scored scored a lot of fantasy points, quite Davis, a few. Davis, just imagine something really quick. Close your eyes and just imagine this. Not playing Christian McCaffrey. Again. Imagine being the number one guy who is the volume whore of the three of us and like whores the projections the most and being like, nah, I'm not going to play Christian McCaffrey. Nate. He saved he saved my day, Nate. And Carry on Johnson had twenty seven rushing attempts. <laughs> he had it's not, not as many as McCaffrey. He had the same amount of rushing attempts and I think three or four targets compared to McCaffrey did get more targets, but at the same time he had Carrion ten for eighty nine as a receiver. Carry on was five four. And you faded that. 
I mean, I mean, frankly, frankly, McCaffrey ran bad to only get 33.9 because he was so close to both the rushing and receiving bonus. Like, he actually ran pretty bad. This is like, do you guys remember when Sammy faded the McCaffrey double bonus game? Oh, yes. my God. I still have nightmares, bro, for James Conner. <laughs> <laughs> I really – I thought there was a chance on that last drive that we were going to have Nate fading a 45-point CMC game. I, like, I really – I didn't want to say it out loud, but I thought it would have made – it would have made very good radio. Okay, so I pulled up the expected DraftKings output from today's games, and McCaffrey, Carrion, and Wayne Gallman were the top three. So like I no I I do not I I am more with you than with Sammy I thought Carry On was fine I don't think that you did, did anything bad but I probably Carry On was fine he was just the fourth best play out of yeah the running back. that's the thing I is he was Sammy the fourth best guy I think Sammy you got lucky fading Keenan here and if Big Keenan time. smashed in this spot you would look like an idiot for playing eight point eight for McCaffrey and fading the value at Bro, bro, I, I scored 175 points. How many points does Keenan Allen need to score for me to, like, not just destroy cash all day? Well, he was, he was like, 70% owned, so if he goes nuke like he does last week, the cash line is just a totally different thing, and you would be more likely than not to be looking, uh, looking in on it. That, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, point, yeah. That's the point the that he's making. 175, yeah. The value that you paid for at wide receiver compared to the value that you would get at running back, a, a value at running back that's getting 27 rushing attempts and three targets with the expected touchdown like that Carrion gets, where you so, played who, – who'd you play at wide receiver? Trey Quinn? I mean uh, – Well, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> so, me, like, me too. You can't, fade, you can't fade the value at running – and then pay it down – I don't know. Dude, so, I, so, I have Davis texting me, me this morning. Bro, bro, when are you waking up? Trey Quinn's a lock, bro. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Trey Quinn was a good play. I don't actually feel that bad about it. Uh, oh, the point, so, dude, he was wide open for like a fifty-yard yeah, touchdown. Ke- Keenum missed him. Oh, um, so Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, in these various double ups I'm looking at, it was between eighty and ninety percent owned. So if you do not have Keenan Allen, and Keenan Allen goes for thirty, that that changes the cash line and and likely moves you if you have once if you had 170 and i don't i guess uh, i'm you probably had what cooper cooper cup in that slot i guess yep. cooper cup yeah so yeah. you would have just needed 30 out of whoever you played over him mm-hmm. yeah which 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 i got like let's let's just say it how it is running like, running so hot with the 68 jared goff dropbacks yeah yeah it's, it's like... <laughs> jared goff having 512 passing yards. Cooper, Cooper Cup had like an 18% target share, just jammed. But still had 23 jam. targets. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even the wide receiver one. Wasn't even, yeah, wasn't even the top targeted wide targets. receiver. <laughs> I mean, that I'm game not, I'm never. Most insane game ever. Ugh, so many Jared Goff stacks, so close to binking. And then Cooper Cup gets the touchdown instead of Robert Woods, just unbelievably tilting that all the chalk donkeys in GBPs were rewarded when Cook, like Cooks and Woods, were like two to three percent owned and stuff, which is in like insane given their total. Like yeah, that was so it, bad. It's just so sharp to like just play whatever Rams receiver isn't popular. It really is, especially next. The- yeah, next week it's got a next week. I don't even know who they play, but next week it's oh they play on Thursday. Week. Dang. Oh, well, dude. What, what if what if Gurley ref? What if Gurley rests though? Because it's the short week. Oh, Malcolm Brown and the captain. <laughs> Dude, if Gurley rests, I'm gonna be just like doing like confetti dances all over my house. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good situation. I have no idea they, what to do with the Rams. The I mean, Cooks, here, here's uh, the thing: Christian McCaffrey you just play the least popular one. Dude, Christian McCaffrey had 27 rushes and 10 targets. Like he is literally the best cash game player in fantasy football. Yeah, this is this is not- like Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson 2016 stuff. I'm not disagreeing I mean, just, with you. I think Christian McCaffrey is a good play. I was just saying this specific slate there was I think you should have played. I think played. if you really liked carry on, you should have played him over Eckler not CMC. That's that's like that's how I would have viewed the situation. I mean, how could you play him over Eckler? <laughs> I I I w- I, ne- I had carry on in my lineup for about three seconds, and I was like, nope, this just it's not gonna work. See, here here's the thing: there were two high price smash running backs with McCaffrey and Eckler, and there were two great low price values with Gallman and and Carry On. I- I'm not saying Carry On was a bad play, so don't get me wrong there. But 
the way you're thinking is I must get Keenan Allen in and I can take two values at running back. And for me, it was just like, dude, give me like the best players who are getting all these touches and let's just roll out. And that's like, dude, that's how you score like 85 points with three players. It's true. Like, carry on is not getting eight targets. Like it's just not happening. You know, you had, you had two catches, three targets today. Like that's fine, but that ain't it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do let's do wide receiver. I just I, bro. Are we gonna save, talk about Trey Quinn right now, or are we gonna save it? Yeah, no. So so I played Trey Quinn. Sammy, you played Trey Quinn. Who did, who no. did you play, Nate? I played uh, Keenan Allen, Galladay, and Kirk. So what? Just just let me tell you. Let me ask you. What That's did you think? So bad, honestly. No, it's not. Uh, it's like I think Nate's lineup is fine. It's not what I would have played, but obviously it's fine. Yeah, I, I agree. Those are three strong. I was I was big on Kirk. This yeah, week. all three all three of those guys were good plays. I can't, I can't even. I wish I could mock you. I wish you would have played someone actually bad, but you didn't. Yeah, I wish you would have uh, played the flex. But the receiver yeah. I was scaredest of fading was Lockett, and I. No, I I was not scared. I was I not was scared, scared of, of fading Lockett at all. Dude, I was scared of Lockett. Lockett you're, only, you're, you're only tilting Lockett in this spot if Arizona gets a, a defensive special teams touchdown early or if he catches a bomb in the first half. But when, when they were up 20-3, to three, you were like, it's fine. Oh, like, Lockett's I, getting no points. Lockett was, like, of those wide receiver values that I thought were playable in cash games, Lockett was the one that I thought had the easiest way of, like, not reaching value. Of failing. Yeah. yeah. So I faded him, but it wasn't, wasn't a comfortable fade. Yeah. Um, so why did you not want to play Trey Quinn or Paul Richardson? Just because you're like, LOL, Washington's gross? Yeah, they seemed super thin compared to the volume that I knew I was going to get from Allen. Quinn's had at least six targets in every game so far. 3K. Dude, I, I think he was a fine play. Like, I, I really actually don't feel bad about Trey Quinn playing. Like, I don't feel bad about it at all. I thought he was good. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of feel bad, so I kind of feel like you should. He was fine, like it wasn't. Uh, yeah. But like slot, slot wide receiver on a bad team, you know they're gonna their their run pass ratio is gonna be like seventy five twenty five. You know he's been involved. He's actually already scored a touchdown on the year, so you at least know that he has some <laughs> small semblance of of upside. I. For three K, I like you don't get guys that are that playable at three K that often. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he was bad by any means. I he just wasn't even in my four wide receivers. If I like, he wasn't in my top four wide receivers, or even maybe he'd be a top five. Well, you'll you'll see why you'll see why I made the decision to uh to go there uh, as we as we continue this journey down the road of wide receivers. I also played Keenan Allen because I'm I don't Not have fit. gills. I don't have gills like Sammy does. Um. <laughs> But so rich. <laughs> I, I do, I actually, I reapplied my gills when I clicked the little green icon next to Sammy freaking Watkins in my lineup. <laughs> I mean, this, this guy, he's, I, I tweeted this and it's true. He, he is the pyramid scheme of fantasy sports. He has one absolutely absurd game about once every 18 months. He is theoretically the lead wide receiver right now in the Kansas City Chiefs offense, and instead he drops an easy touchdown. He almost lets a Patrick (laughs) Mahomes end zone throw get intercepted because he gives up on what could have been a touchdown, and he fumbled a ball when he was already – he could have just went down. He could have just went down by contact, and he decided to lose me two more points. So – I mean, I did run bad to only get seven points, obviously, but I didn't run that bad because Sammy Watkins just sucks. I don't know. I've been I I, I want to call you a fish, um, but I thought Watkins was fine, honestly. Like, I don't. The did. rest of my the rest of my lineup was exactly what I wanted, and like so, like Watkins was a want play, right? Not a math play. I had I had cup like you did for most of the week, and then I saw. I I would we'll talk about it tight end, but I saw like a very obvious swap that gave me and like once I saw it, I was like, oh dude, I I'm just gonna play this team. Like this I got, is I gotta just spend what's this happening. Three hundred bucks now. <laughs> Let's go save your Watkins. Yeah, like I just I just thought I did think that Watkins was, and I guess I wish I would have thought about it a little bit earlier because I played a defense that I didn't want to play at all, and like it didn't end up mattering because only one defense mattered in in today's slate really. Uh, I guess too, actually, the Panthers defense did really well for cheap, 
But uh, yeah, Watkins, I mean, just brutal. Nate, give me a Watkins take here. I just Watkins, the Chiefs passing game is so spread out that like paying 6.7 for a guy that you don't think is like achievable a 30% target share or a whopper of like above 60 on his team. Like he's not the same guy that all these other guys, when you're paying six, seven for a guy, I want a guy who's going to be like a Julian Edelman, a guy who's going to be like a Mike Evans, a guy who's like the clear target on his team that I can guarantee, you know, uh, a 25 to 30% target share. And you just can't with that with Watkins. Like there's so much volatility in his target share projection from a week to week standpoint. Kind of. Yeah. But like the first three games, he was 11, 13 and eight in targets. Like, I don't know. But And, and this is an argument I've made with you in the past, but very clearly a target from Patrick Mahomes is worth a lot more than a target from any other quarterback. Like eight targets from Patrick Mahomes should have a much higher fantasy point expectation than eight targets from Derek Carr because his, his throws go further down the field more accurately. Hey Davis, how much is four targets from Case Keenum worth? About three, about three, about three DraftKings points. Sammy, you actually missed this because you were a sweating season-long baseball, I guess. But Case, Case Keenum got injured in this game and benched, and then Dwayne Haskins came in and put together one of the worst performances I have ever seen a rookie quarterback do. Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins, not ready to play. He's really bad. Can you be dust in, like, your first NFL start? Can you already I just think I, it literally looks like he has not been practicing. Like, it looks like that he is just not – he doesn't know the plays and is just, like, randomly zinging things when he sees someone coming open. It, it was really bad. So that's – I don't know. Sammy, you, 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 like, you don't think I'm a, a mega fish for playing Watkins? I should have just played Cup. Whatever. No, I mean, oh, Cup should have gone down to Galladay. What, how much did Galladay cost? I wasn't. I, I had some. Gall, is Galladay Chargers what you have, Nate? No, I went Galladay Broncos. Oh, I think Galladay. I think that in my lineup, Galladay Chargers fits. Yeah, Galladay smash, bro. I mean, he didn't even like knock it out of the park in terms of like receptions or yards, but he caught two touchdowns. Well, three really, but they like disallowed one. one but yeah. Galladay just has an insane volume on the season. I think coming into the week, I had him like second or third in like expected um, touchdown standpoint. And the, and the reality is this is going to be the highest volume Detroit sees all season, basically going up against Kansas city in a shoot, like in a, in a high total game like this, you're not going to see Detroit in a game like this maybe again all year. And so it's like, if I, if I know he's going to get the workload and it's at five, nine, it just seemed it was hard for me to get off Galladay in almost anything, tournaments or cash. Pretty, pretty good play. Not, not a guy. Our, our, our stuff did not like. I guess maybe didn't like him that much, or maybe I just made so many edits to it. Like I, uh, I definitely like, like gave like Sammy Watkins like a plus fifty boost for <laughs> for tournaments. So that definitely <laughs> skewed things a little bit. But I want, I want to go look right now. Is there is there a little fish icon that you press to like give him that bonus? No, I, I've, I've joked before that I wish that the optimizer had like some sort of like, are you sure you want to do this for the third week <laughs> in a row? There's like feature. no way. There's no way that Watkins had like even within like a 5% target share projection of Galladay of any projection system. Really? Uh, I'll tell like, you right now. There's got to be um, no way. Galladay is. We smash. have Watkins for 25% of the team's targets. And we have Kenny Galladay for 27% of the Detroit Lions team targets. That's within five. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. That's, yeah. Actually, uh, those were my edited numbers. Watkins, 23. Galladay, 26.3. So, a little bit wider than I thought, but still within five. Yeah, I guess. I mean, even even with, like, just straight up no adjustments made to the projections at all, Watkins was our second highest value wide receiver of the week. Galladay was third. Our four, our five highest guys were Keenan Watkins, Galladay, Kirk, Trey Quinn. Cooper Cup was right there. Yeah. Trey Quinn. 
Trey Quinn, not a bad play. I guess I don't. I don't. I don't hate the Watkins thing. I had some Watkins in tournaments. I just I had a lot of Watkins. He's priced so like he's priced where he needs to. Yeah, be I mean, you gotta you gotta price a dude who can literally get forty there though. Yeah. I mean, it's I just I, I, I'll be honest. I'll be honest because I I do play so much head to head. I definitely do. I price in ceiling a little bit when I'm making these decisions. Like I, because I, because Sammy, Sam, Sammy's talked about this before. There's definitely some upside in just getting the sweep, right? Like mm-hmm. of just being like, your lineup is so absurdly good. You're just not losing any head to heads. Like, so I, I kind of, I do kind of try and keep those things in mind a little bit. And I also knew Watkins was not going to be owned in cash at all. And he was not. Yeah. And, and honestly, this is something that, that Levitan talks about a lot where he's like, yeah, you know, you need to consider floor, but he's like, when I, you know, really started doing better at cash is when I started saying, I also want to go for ceiling because yeah, you play so many head to heads, like finishing 90th percentile is a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're playing all 50 fifties and double ups, sure. You can, you know, go for floor a little bit, but like, Dude, at the end of the day, well, like, when I'm playing, I'm playing. I guess I, you know, I'm playing this lineup in three mans, in five mans, in triple ups and stuff. So there is just a little bit of value in getting uh, some ceiling for these. So, uh, Sammy, what three wide receivers did you play? I went Cup, Lockett, and Quinn. Um, you you're know, so, you're, you just run like freaking god, man. Yeah, I, I, I just run pure, bro. You should have seen what I, happened to me in seasonal baseball today. Like, it's just so great. <laughs> uh, I, I, I really, I really do not think that Lockett was a good cash play. No, it, I mean, in retrospect, you're you guys are probably right. I mean, really. So when I got off of Russ and I got off of Disley, and we'll talk. Yeah, you just end. wanted to have some Seahawks. Guys. I wanted some Seahawks. I was like, dude, they're going to score a lot of points. They're going to run a lot of plays. I didn't want to be without Seattle, um, and so I kept them in. Um, but you know, looking looking at it as a whole, like I agree that that was certainly a worry. And we talked about it upon my first build when it was like Russell Lockett. And Disley, and it was just like, okay, that's a lot for a team that wants to run when they're up and should be up. And your team probably would have been like literally the same because your quarterback scored the exact same, and Disley was like one of the highest scoring tight ends. No, that team that team ended up with like one sixty. I kept it in some tournaments because I was like, "Ah, if this team smashes, I don't want to like. You don't want to be. You don't want to be miserable. Yeah. I don't know. What what did you think about the Lockett play? Lockett in a vacuum, I think, is a good play. It's just when you consider like Seattle. And just the way that Pete, the way that we've seen Seattle like in games when when they get favored, like going just run heavy to a point where Lockett could have easily seen five targets here, like you know. And I think we just see games where Russell Wilson passes so infrequently that you're just like, I don't want to put too much exposure towards these guys. Where I think like the Rams or other teams like that, even when they get ahead, like you just know certain teams are going to throw the ball 40 times plus. They, they scored that first quarter defensive touchdown and I was like, yeah. oh, Lockett's dust. But I think yeah. Lockett in a vacuum, like if I knew that they were going to run an efficient offense, I think I'd play Lockett. Yeah, if, if I knew, if I knew this game script was going to include them throwing 35 passes 80% of the time or something like that, I would be, I, I would just be all in. I mean, like, Lockett was very close to two touchdowns. Like, yeah. he had one knocked away in the end zone, and he, like, went down on, like, the two or the three on, on another reception. Like, it could have it could have been better for him. But at the end of the day, he got four targets. Like, that's not great, Bob. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, and that's just the reality of, like, Seattle. They're going to be super efficient because Russell Wilson is so good and Lockett is good. It's just with their play calling, you can never guarantee the volume. Yeah. Th- thankfully, you know, I, I ran super hot with Cub. You know, that worked yeah. out. So God, you must have been tilting that was... for a while. Uh, a little bit. I, I did text you guys and ask like if he was dead and then he ended up with like, <laughs> 15 targets and did that thing where he like breaks off a ridiculous touchdown that like he shouldn't score. Like somebody should just, I just, up. I needed, I needed that to be Robert Woods so bad. Dude, Woods smashed, but yeah, he didn't, he didn't get the zone job. Well, it's just because I, I, you know, I, I'm, not trying to play the chalkiest dude, so I ran all my golf stacks with Woods, Cooks, and Gerald Everett. So oh, Everett was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I had good teams, but like you know, not enough. Like not enough to like bank. Well, I also in the early only slate, I played Stafford and Galladay and everything. Who was the nuts? But I nuked Chubb. 
I did not. I played zero Ooh. chub in the early slate. So I, I literally, it was like impossible for you me to actually that. win anything. The yeah. Woods thing, I think Woods ran super hot. I mean, Woods literally caught 13 of his 15 balls, which is. This pretty- is just going to lead to you playing Woods in cash. Like two weeks from now, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, dude, he had 15 targets. <laughs> but, no, I, what I'm saying is like, I normally lean towards Woods, but I think. Cup is the guy. No, right? Cup's the dude. Cup's the dude. Then it's Woods. Then it's Cooks. And yeah. and by the way, don't 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 look now. Old our our boy, old TG, eleven tar- eleven targets and one of the most Todd Gurley ass touchdown runs you'll ever see. Where he just he got the ball and he just he took four dudes with him into the end zone. Yeah, he looked like he was shot out of a laser rifle, bro. How, just- how bad do you think his knees hurt right now? Oh, he he is sleeping in a, a chest of like ice. a hyperbaric chamber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't know. It's one of the craziest things because because he has looked so bad a couple times this year. Um, that that Browns game. I mean, he, he you could have told me that he was. I, I damn, I didn't even have a good. You could have told me he was Sean Green, where he just he just looked like he couldn't cut, he couldn't run pass routes, couldn't catch, couldn't do anything. And then he comes back. I, I wonder if he got some sort of um, treatment, like some sort of steroid treatment or some sort of like knee, <laughs> thing, like knee thing done. I don't know, but he's he's kind of just been like running straight for the sideline when he gets near it. And on the touchdown, yeah, he, just, yeah. he just like ran straight for the end zone, which is like the first time he's done it all year. His first time, yeah, first time I've seen him do that. So, maybe, I mean, that is – thought Maybe he thought it was the sideline. <laughs> he's like, I yeah. gotta get out of there. Well, that is that is like honestly, that's a that would be a huge development in fantasy football over the next um, two weeks or three weeks or whatever. If, if Todd Gurley is Todd Gurley again, that completely changes the complexity of some of these slates because we, we running back is getting thin, and now with Melvin Gordon coming back, running like so. Just to give you guys an example, on this next slate, Christian McCaffrey at home, eighty seven hundred, Alvin Kamara, eighty six hundred, Dalvin Cook. At New York, eighty four hundred. I I think the way that Ezekiel Elliott is playing right now, those are that's it. Those are the only elite running backs that you would want to play. Dude, Zeke didn't come off the field tonight, though. He looked like a donkey turd, and the Again, Dallas Davis, Dallas. Don't, don't scout your running backs. If Davis is grinding the film, buddy. It's, 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 it's actually, it's actually, it's actually, it's actually, it's actually nothing to do with how he looks. It's just all to do with the fact that if that offense, if they go back to calling plays so horribly where they just are running the ball on first down and second down all the time, that that's super bad for all parts of that offense combined. And it just way really lowers their ceiling. Zeke is fine, bro. I'm probably not going to play him against. I think the best, well, maybe I, I think, I think the main running backs that we should be looking at on a week to week basis are McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara. And then I would throw like, I mean, cause we don't know what's going to happen with the Chargers, but I'd throw like Bell and Fournette in that next tier with Chubb. Yeah, I mean, I, I think dude, four four net, four net gets. <laughs> oh my god, that gave me. I like I've I've been a lifelong hater of Leonard Fournette, and I don't have a matter. bad thing, dude. He just he literally here. Leonard Fournette mattered today. They wow. they definitely do. Wow. They definitely they definitely do not win that game with Rykel Armstead getting thirty five carries. Leonard Leonard Fournette just banged. Have you have you added a draft cheat at all today after the Gallman performance? I, I tweeted I tweeted this great little nugget I found. So so Barkley has now been active for it'd be twenty games. This is only the second time that the Giants have won a game by five or more points. And uh, of course Barkley wasn't active for this game. The other the the other time the other time they won by five or more points was against the the Alex Smith Washington professional football team at home. Alex Smith had like three interceptions and was horrible. That's pretty great. So he's basically running backs don't matter. If Zeke ever gets the workload uh, again that he used to, Zeke will be in play. If Gurley, I mean, starts, pa- what pa- did did Pollard even get any touches? I, in this I didn't game? see much of Pollard, but I haven't. No, he got a target. Yeah, so I I think it's safe to assume Zeke it, like he he's like back. whatever they're they're done easing him back in. Gurley though, I don't know if Gurley actually still like his workload wasn't drastically different he didn't, watch the he, didn't see he, did, he did only get five carries to malcolm brown's five carries but i don't yeah believe, his offensive share is still i mean he was i don't think that brown was targeted though 
and Gurley was targeted 11 times. Yeah, his offensive share, though, was still under, like, 32%. They ran so many plays that I think a lot of people think Gurley's workload in this was, like, back to his normal usage, and it's still not close to what Seven targets for Tyler Higby. Yeah. You you love to see it. Um, Okay, tight end. Did we all play someone different? I think so. I played uh, Waller. I played Waller, too. Okay, so I'm the only sharp one. That's interesting. No, you're you're the fish. I played Hawkinson. Dude, you ran, you ran so good. Well, Hawkinson got hurt, I guess. No, Hawkinson, Hawkinson was the slot wide receiver for a team that threw fifty-five <laughs> times. How many times did Matt Stafford throw? He threw, he threw so many passes, and uh, oh, only thirty-four times. Thirty-four. Wow. So you're only, you're only twenty-one attempts. Wow. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, honestly, that's crazy to me. I guess I, well, I guess watching these games on red zone, you kind of don't get a sense of like how things are flowing. I would because yeah, carry on ran the ball twenty-seven times. If you would have asked me, I would have. And Ty Johnson three. Yeah, they're a balanced team. Um. I will say this. I just think Waller – I don't know what his price tag is next week, but, I mean, literally the dude gets – he's leading tight ends in weighted opportunity rating. He's leading tight ends. Wow, dude. Wall, Waller is cheaper next week than he was this week. I'm going to play him again. I mean, it's can, we just, can we just call him Darren Baller from here on out? Like, he is smashing every single time out. He's getting so many targets, huge share of this offense. They, like, run design plays for him all the time, ISO routes, like – I, I I was fine with the Disley chalk, um, but no, I ran into this. no, no Disley chalk. Sammy, you Disley chalk was bad. No, it Disley wasn't. chalk was so stupid. No, you Disley guys are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy with the comeback of the year. No, no, you you don't. Sammy, off defense first position stats are the dumbest reason to make a decision in fantasy football. Like it just is. Yeah, yeah. How about how about implied team total in comparison to like cheap tight ends? Is that good? Yeah, that that has correlation. And the reality is that Arizona gives up points to everybody, and Disley was part of that. And and of so course, that, that's the thing. That's so no. you do make you do make a point. That if you wanted I'd to like, play a cheap tight end, it was Hawkinson. Yeah, it was. And if oh. you wanted to, if you wanted to pay up, Hawkinson has like three targets each of the last two weeks. Like. Why? Well, the re- because I wasn't I you know me, I mocked you for wanting to play Hawkinson in week 2. Yeah, which you, which you you did and he got 1 point. But anyway, the yeah, reason okay. the reason why the reason why I played him was because uh Danny Amendola didn't play and I the like the Detroit beat writers basically were speculating that he was going to be the primary slot wide receiver uh and he played he played some in the slot, he played some in line. But another thing is the replacements for Danny Amendola. Let me let me throw this out to you guys. Uh, the, the one guy was Marvin Hall. You ever heard of him? Nope. Uh, yeah. And the other guy was today. someone. The other guy was someone who literally was not even listed on the Detroit Lions like official depth chart on their website. It goes by the name of Tom Kennedy. I had I had to add him to our sheets Thank on you. Daily Roto, and I I was literally like, this guy can't be real. I gave him a zero percent market share because I was like, there's no way they're gonna target this guy. Hey, I hope they yeah. didn't. Speaking of market share, uh, Will Disley had double the targets of the next closest guy on Seattle. He had eight. So next- so now, now we are officially to a point now where I'm like, okay, Will Disley is a thing that like I should start considering. But also, oh, I, I I just I cannot I cannot play these gross like the the narratives that like the guy who's been losing for like 16 slates in a row is like this is how I'm finally going to get back to even the the flow chart dude you got to get the tight ends against Arizona it's like I can't play that guy just on principle I mean so the reason I didn't do it is cuz I didn't want to have Lockett and Disley and not uh Russ and then if I cuz that doesn't make that much sense right and then yeah, you can't go two of the two of the pass catchers in cash and not have QB. Yeah, it just like seems I don't know, kind of kind of back asswards. And then you know I, I didn't want to have all three of them the parts of the passing game against Seattle. So uh, I like Disley, and uh, I would have I would have played him if I thought construction worked. And what fish. what is it about Waller that people aren't getting here? Like we're now going to be in week five. Like the dude is literally leading. All tight ends. I think it's. I think it's literally that. Share, he, opportunity rating. All these, and he's athletic. He's like a, 
He's not even an old man tight end. He's like a legitimate like. It's that it's that he was not drafted high in seasonal fantasy football. I'm not even kidding you. Really? I mean, this dude used to. I I really do think nothing about him that I want to not play. And and like the price hike, people people don't like to play the five k tight ends. They prefer to punt or play Kelsey. That that is a fact. That that's very very true. And and think of the the mid tier guys like him. And uh, Austin Hooper, both smashed up today, right? Dude, Austin Hooper is just like – he. <laughs> Austin Hooper is having a crazy fantasy year. He's crushing. Well, I mean, he's catching like 88% of his passes, and it's just like – Sustainable yeah, per Michael Thomas's data. Yeah, he's the, he's the tight end Michael Thomas. Well, yeah. Michael Thomas is a tight end, so. Yeah. No, he's definitely not – he's like 1.5% above every expected point right now. I'll fade Hooper the rest of the year for sure. I mean, I fade Hooper just because pretty much in tournaments, I'm just always correlating my quarterbacks with tight ends. Like, like I just have the tight ends in the group. Or or it's Evan Ingram, I guess. Who and, is, and you didn't want Matt Ryan, who, like, can't just do any – can't throw a single touchdown at home against Tennessee. Yeah, apparently not. So, so anyway, I think your guys – obviously, I think your guys' play was fine. Um, I played TJ Hawkinson because I thought – that was I thought that was a good way to get a, a, like maybe a little bit of leverage on Carryon Johnson, who I knew was going to be owned and who I did not have. They probably would be competing for some of those like red zone touches, and also I thought he was going to be the slot wide receiver for three point three k. I like, I like Only- Davis with the cash game leverage plays. Yeah, it's slick on running backs that were under thirty percent owned in cash. But you leverage. you know you know that you're not going to have the dude, and you know that people you're going to be playing against are going to have the guy. Yeah, when I'm scared of making a fade in cash, what I do is try to double down and leverage it. <laughs> well, it's not it's not about That's it's not about being scared. Cares. It's about it's about putting your lineup in the position to make the most money. <laughs> you guys really don't think of stuff like that. <laughs> Not in cash games. You're an idiot. Don't, Why would you not think this, about that? Davis, move along. Davis, move on. You're No, I'm That's clearly not right. A good take. No, this is not a good take. When you fade a high owned running back and you say what I want to do is leverage and double down <laughs> on the fact that I'm fading a high owned value running back who's gonna see high value touches. I'm yes, so you are making your lineup correlate better with with the path that your lineup is telling. If your lineup is saying, I don't think Carrion Johnson is going to reach value relative to these other players, you would want other parts of your lineup to correspond with that. No, in cash games, you would want to be adequately hedged against that so that when you're wrong... Dude, I'm not trying to live the 19 hedge life like Drew Dinkmeyer. That's not me. <laughs> I'm not trying to run out. I'm not trying to run out 16 cash lineups with different one v ones. Davis also put his cash lineup in the Millie Maker with all his leverage. Oh no, I don't do that anymore. I don't. I don't. I don't rag my cash lineup and, and uh, some of the single entry GBP is just because I I'd like stone myself to death if it if I scored like two fifteen and it wasn't at anything. Yeah. Um. Okay. So defense. I thought Hawkinson was fine. I just think it was dumb reasoning. Yeah. You just play him with over over just, Yeah, and just play Disley. Yeah, I mean, I played I played him because he was the best value in our projections. Yeah, he's a good. He's a good play. Um. All right, defense. So I told I told everyone in like the Daily Roto Slack chat. I was like, I made a play so bad just because I wasn't paying attention that I literally you have to listen to the podcast to get to it. So what I did was I played the only defense that played at home that fit in my lineup and that was the buffalo bills at home <laughs> tom brady <laughs> and the new england patriots <laughs> uh they only lost the 1v1 to the panthers by 11 points i think so bro that was good bro why did you play the bills against the patriots or like the most efficient offense in like nfl and never turn the ball over and never get sacked I just clicked uh, a home team. What do you mean you I, just clicked? I don't understand. You work on these lineups all week long. Yeah, How do you end doing? up with the defense? So the the highest projected defense and the lowest projected defense are split by about two points on on a fiftieth percentile outcome. So it's just one of those it's just one of those things where I, you know, 
Like it, no, it just can't. I I, my my thinking was my thinking was the good defenses this week were the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Rams. And other than that, uh, and I liked the Broncos too, but they didn't fit. They did not fit my lineup. Uh, like uh, salary cap wise, and honestly, I liked the Panthers too, but I just had the leftover salary cap, and it was just one of those things where. Uh, I, I couldn't get up to another tight end I liked. I couldn't get up from Trey Quinn. So yeah, it was either Sammy Watkins in, so he played the Bills and Sammy I had Watkins. To fit, I had to fit Sammy Watkins in, so uh, I was left with 2700 at defense, and the under $2,700 defenses were all bad. They were all projected for under five points, so I just clicked the one playing at home. Wait, how, how much was the Bills? 2600 you, you, you paid twenty six hundred dollars for the Bills over the Panthers. The one I I mean, obviously, I should have just played the Panthers. Oh my God! Over the Titans. This is insanity. This is. It's not good. Bro, luckily, it didn't. It, luckily, it didn't end up mattering. Zero zero sacks. They they did get one red zone, like a turnover, uh, an interception off Brady in the end zone, which is like. Oh, I mean, Brady was horrible. But it doesn't like it. I, it's not something that I. It's not something that I. I thought that really outside of the Chargers defense, everyone was pretty much the same. And the Broncos. This is the wildest. This is the wildest thing I've ever. This is like a, real U.S. dollars you're putting on yeah. the line, and you're like. Well, I think the the range of outcomes is. So I just flipped a coin and just said, "What the heck?" Like, what? Just I mean, click, just click the bills. The defenses, dude. They're just. They're really not that projectable. Well, I understand, but the Bills, there's other teams that you could have taken that you could have seen projectable outcomes with, like, high potential. Like, so, so, so the Panthers Deshaun, going up against Deshaun Watson, who gives up sacks left and right. Who Deshaun Watson him. led the league in sacks last year, and I think he leads the league again this year. Oh, right? the, the, I don't know. I have no argument. The Panthers were clearly the play. It just was hard for me to leave 400. You could yeah, have taken the Titans going up against Matt Ryan and his offense. There's so many other teams you could have played. I literally it's don't. Even... I it, so so. Let's talk about that psychological thing for a second, <laughs> right? Forget that that there's this like money difference. You would take Carolina over the Bills all day, right? Yeah, um, it was just completely a psychological DraftKings thing. Yeah, you just didn't want to leave a couple money. hundred bucks on the table. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that that that's honestly pretty fishy, bro. Like you got to. Oh, it wasn't good. Let's play. Luckily, it was defense, and it didn't kill you, but. Uh, I mean, the Panthers scored 14 points. Yeah, the Panthers. The Panthers were huge. I should have. I obviously should have just left. And like the Panthers were my highest defense in tournaments and everything. Tournaments. So, dude, yeah, and I went just play. And then you just play Disley, who yeah, he was chalk, but like you get. Some oh, I was never. I literally. I played. 15, I playing, yeah, I played 1500 lineups today and didn't play Will Disley in one of them. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally i literally nuked him i didn't play him in showdown i didn't play him in one in all day i didn't play him in 4 p.m i just was i was not gonna be one of those people davis is gonna be selling blood for lineups next week <laughs> no dude i no. I, I i guess i didn't smash we all had but a good it was, week. It, yeah it was a good week i, yeah, I, I mean, that's that's the thing we 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 all still made mistakes and yet people panthers sammy yeah, I went Panthers. Shoot, I went I went Broncos. I liked Panthers too, and I had them in in uh, uh, in a bunch of tournament teams. I just ended up on Broncos because I felt uh, I felt best. The Broncos were the team that I wanted to play in cash. That was where I was trying to get to, yeah. but I just couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. Also, yeah, the I, other team I wanted to play was the Falcons or the Colts, who I'm. Pre- I think they got negatives. I think I those two teams Colts. got neg. Yeah, I think those teams got negatives. So, yeah, <laughs> I, clearly it was absolutely egregious for me to click the Bills. But literally, we don't like defenses. It's it is the most random element of fantasy scoring because if you if there were ways to tie it more to stuff that was not as event based it would be a little bit better, but th- there's no way. Like, if you got, like, you could get, like, half a point for, um, like, four and outs or, or three and outs or whatever. Like, I don't know. There, there, there would be ways to make it more projectable, but the sites are not interested in doing that. Yeah. Like, the only way you can, like, project them real well is to, like, not play whoever's playing the New England Patriots. It's true. I would generally – I would advise not doing that. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's also floor and median projection, but it's also upside. Like they have yeah. just so little of a chance of like 
returning a touchdown or like having five sacks or whatever. Like that's just like such a outlandish range of outcome thing that they'll never hit. You know, I guess right. the upside is that if you think that the only way the bills are going to score is, or is the, the only way the Patriots are going to score is by so many defensive touchdowns that that's not going to count against your TST. <laughs> the bills, like, I, I, need, I need the record to show the bills like almost won Allen. this game outright with Matt Barkley in a quarterback. Did Josh Allen get hurt? Yeah, he got got a concussion. This is going to be the worst Patriots offensive game of the year, and it won't even be close. This will be their worst. This will be their worst offensive game by 200 yards, probably. Um, so I I have a question: Are we are we all like playing Leonard Fournette for the next couple weeks? As he's going to be underpriced, probably still. Probably. I mean, we got to start playing. People know now that he rumbled. Oh my dude! What? All right. What do you What do you guys think Fournette's price is at Carolina? 60 6.2 6.4 yeah i might need to play him there there are some wild prices here james connor 6200 how the mighty have fallen bro <laughs> kind of out on the steelers offense right now <laughs> <laughs> what if they what if they smash uh monday night jam them in <laughs> <laughs> i mean I mean, Cincinnati is 0-3. They're horrible. The Steelers are our favorite in this game. It's it is not they inconceivable. Well, I don't I don't want to say they should do it. I mean, this Mason Rudolph kid, I don't think he's any good at all. I can't believe the Steelers are favored against anybody. Like, that's wild. You got Juju and Connor. Just give them the ball. Dude, all of our all of our teams that we root for are uh, are bad. Yeah, they really are. What do you what do you Bay- mean? You're a, you're a Chiefs fan. I'm not. I mean, the really. Bears. The Bears. The Bears defense is 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 legitimately good. But yeah, but I mean, Chase, Dan- Chase Daniel. Chase Daniels is not good. Yeah, but bro, like I'm. I I I I root for a team that is going to have like this super high draft pick and already traded it away for. Yeah, the you're safety. you're clearly the worst. My offensive coordinator all. just like looked Sean Payton in the eye and just decided he wasn't up to snuff <laughs> and he just gave up. Yeah. I, I I really do think that ca- surrender index. Team I think that I was dying. Yes. And, and Nate's, I think Nate's team traded up from the third pick to the second pick. <laughs> <laughs> when the we Bears at, were never going to take. Mitch you looked at Patrick Mahomes and said, up and yeah. didn't take Mahomes or Watson and traded up for Mitch Trubisky. That's what they happened. They traded right? up for David Montgomery and then they drafted another running back in the sixth round, and that running back already got cut. <laughs> oh, they gave yeah. they gave. Uh, Mike Davis six million dollars, and he was a game day inactive today because they decided Cordell Patterson's better. Yeah, the, the no, Bears I think. Fish. Yeah, Davis's I think was like personal reasons. I think I heard something like that. Anyway, Montgomery gets workload. Montgomery had like twenty eight. Yeah, uh, he had twenty one carries. Tart Cohen had five. CP yeah. had two. Montgomery had five targets in the passing game. However, uh, he he's bad. So like it doesn't matter if you're going to get that much touches and you're going to be under five k. So I think if your offense is bad and you're bad, <laughs> I don't like that's not it's, it's certainly this, not the combination you'd choose. This I guess, is the is logic that gets say. you into fading Leonard Fournette and Wayne and Wayne Gallman. Yeah, this is the logic that gets you into. Fading well, I never thought I never really Arianne actually Johnson. thought Gallman was bad, but the the Giants had a good team total, um, and. I don't, so I, Montgomery, I don't care if Gallman is good or bad, I just oh my gosh, oh my okay, Montgomery, Montgomery is going to be a lock next week. Yeah, he's at the Raiders, <laughs> a five point favorite. Davis is sitting here telling us all the reasons we can't play David Montgomery. Oh, too well, no, I just I think you should I think that you should consider like the fact that Montgomery seems like a he's going to be uh, a historically like not efficient player, or at least <laughs> has been thus far in his massive sample at the NFL level. Well, it's not like he has good offensive context to help him out with any of this. He's he's gonna have Chase Daniel as his quarterback. I think play caller matters quite a bit. I think Matt and Nagy think, looks like a donk. No, Nagy not. looks like Nagy looks like a donk about half the time, and then the other half the time he looks like a genius. Yeah, no. that's because half of the plays half are, the plays are are to are there to are half of them are to Trubisky's left. <laughs> if, if Nagy had a literally half decent quarterback, everybody would would think he's a genius. <laughs> Oh, Sammy, that was good. That was Thanks. good. Thank you. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so actually, I was thinking about this. There, there are no good waiver wire ads this week. No one, no one important got hurt. 
That's like good Jay- because I've been I've been punting off all my fab all season on crabby players. <laughs> somehow, somehow, Sammy, we punted off all of our fab in this league, but we didn't get Philip Lindsay, who was on the wire, or Wayne Gallman. We have nothing good. It's crazy. Wait, Philip Lindsay was on the wire. Yeah, somebody dropped him for Daryl Williams. Well, you play fab for like I don't know, like sixty bucks out of a hundred. We play, we play in this like five-part league with these guys from the Athletic. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's guys from all over. It's like Kianowski and it's Vlad Sedler and it's DVR and yeah, a bunch of a bunch of different dudes. Lindsay's like top ten in running back like expected points. Listen, we dropped him. Just your Sammy didn't want Sammy didn't want to bid our whole fab on him. I to mean, be frank, yeah, I'm an idiot. Sammy's a fan. <laughs> Sammy <laughs> didn't want to go higher than thirty six percent of our budget on gold. Did you want to save it for Will Disley? Dick Johnson, bro. <laughs> save it for Will Disley. <laughs> he probably would have added Disley if it was available. <laughs> Luckily, luckily, our league starts two tight ends, and we've been having to we've been having to freaking start OJ Howard. <laughs> Dude, we should drop OJ Howard. <laughs> Dude, we should get him. We gotta get him out because he's killing us. Um, all right, so I think I think uh, the point in which we start talking about our season-long fantasy football teams is probably good. Yeah, shut uh, yeah, shut it down. All right, everyone, thank you, thank you for listening. Please don't be mean to me on the internet about uh, using a random defense. Uh, and uh, please do. Just thank, no, please don't. And uh, you know, we'll be back, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>